Everybody, Coach John Daly back again live. I'm hoping this uh, view of our Facebook Live is going a little bit less choppier than the other one uh, that we did uh, a few days ago at the library. So you know who this guy is. Dr. Jeff Lipp is in the house. And I uh, wanted to run through a couple things and hopefully get some people uh, to chime in here uh, on, on their thoughts about uh, the things that we want to talk about here. So this is, I found this article, 10 Habits That Will Dramatically Improve Your Life. So I want to go through a few of them. I don't know if we'll get to all 10, but the first one is, and we just got done talking about this, uh, we, we stopped for lunch today real quick before we came here, stay away from people who erode your quality of life. Stay away from people who erode your quality of, your, of life. What's your thoughts here, my friend? I think that's 100% accurate. There are people that will suck your energy out of your life, basically. You can give them everything that they want, but sometimes it's not even good enough. So as I was sharing with you during lunch when we were eating lunch, more anything, I did a podcast yesterday with my pastor, Pastor Rob. He's going to roll out on the Dr. Lip podcast very soon. But when I did the podcast with him, what he shared with me was that, you know, you have two options in life, Jeff. You can always be right or mm. you can be, always be nice. Mm. And it's hard to be both sometimes. It wow. really is. So when people are in your life that are negative and you feel like they're not going the same direction as you are, it can be very difficult in regards to the relationship that you experience with them. So more than anything, what I try to learn from that and what he was teaching me was that, you know, life is always truly about relationships. And we talked about that a hundred times. But the fact is, you know, do I want to be nice or do I want to make sure that I'm right all the time? Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's extremely difficult to do that. And I see that we have a couple of people that just joined us today, too, so that's awesome. Hello to Chris and Nick. Good to see you guys. Thanks for stopping by. So that is the one truly difficult thing for me sometimes. Yeah. It's because I know that I'm right sometimes, but also it's I can't really say goodbye to people that easily mm -hmm. you know i mean if they come into my life i feel like they've come into my life for a particular reason yeah there's that old saying of you know do you want to be right or do you want to ruin a relationship so it's kind of like the same thing it got me thinking about the, the same thing that you just talked about and um sometimes you can't write people off i mean sometimes you do from the standpoint of you know what they bring to the table and um you know there's a mark for me where if i'm always walking away from somebody that I just got done visiting, talking with, and I feel worse about myself than I did before they got in there, those are people i got to worry about from the standpoint of, man, I just can't, can't let them have that much influence on me. Mm. I can't let them make changes to me based upon who they are. I still try and like them. I, like you said, I don't want to write them off. I don't want to tell them to get out of my life. Um, but, you know, and that's part of being nice sometimes, I think. Sometimes maybe we can't do that. But, uh, boy, hey, Paul's here. Ah, thanks, Paul. You too. I hope uh, I hope you enjoy the Masters too, man. I'm looking forward to watching it and hunkering down in these next few days. But uh, that's awesome. Thanks, thanks for that. Hope you're doing well, by the way, too. Um, so it's part of the thing that I try not to be too nice. Um, I don't think you can. I think you can be too nice to the point where you let people walk all over you. But um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's some tough choices, especially as we get older. I'll be honest with you. You and I are very nice guys, so we always try to see the best in people. And this has been a lesson for me that is a lot more difficult for me, honestly, than I like to admit how difficult mm. it is. Because I know fact. It's hard for me to, like, debate fact. I can't debate fact. But I always don't want to be that person to give up on another person, mm -hmm. honestly. And that's the tough part behind it. 
But that's what makes relationships so interesting, and you know that. People are messy, though. We talk about that a lot. I bet these four can attest to that, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah, if you guys got anything you want to chime in on, send it our way. We'd love to get a discussion going here. Uh, point number two, no more phone, tablet, or computer in bed. This is a big one. Most people don't even realize harm it harms their sleep, their productivity, uh, all that stuff. And I, I definitely, my wife does this more than I do, but when I lay down, I mean, I'm talking 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds top, I'm out. But there's sometimes I do want to check something, like before, before I really fall asleep. Um, I mean, it ticks me off if my wife has the TV on. You know, it's one of those things that I just want to go to bed. And so I will definitely do that a few minutes before. But when I lay down, I'm not doing this. And I, I've heard this over and over again that it's not a great thing to do as far as having that mind working as you're trying to fall asleep. How are you with this one? I completely envy you because of the fact that you can just put your head to the pillow and you're out oh by 30 seconds. God. My mind is consistently thinking of things that I need to do. Mm. And it's not necessarily healthy for me to have my phone there. But my phone is my, also my alarm. So that's why I keep it there. Okay. And I also keep it there because I am also in this state of anxiety or fear in regards to what if someone calls me in the middle of the night needing something. And yeah. I want to make sure I, you know. Yeah make sure that I can give everything I can for that particular situation. A lot easier said than done, but no, I totally agree with that. I mean, if I had an opportunity and a choice to not get involved with the whole electronic piece, I would definitely try to do it. But that brings up a very good point. It's like, where do you find that balance, right? Because it's that balance that really makes everyone kind of stressed out. For me, I kind of use that now as an excuse to try to keep everything there. So... That is, you know, when when you say, oh, you uh, you look at me like, oh, I got this figured out. I mean, I can fall asleep right away. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I stay asleep. That's a good point, too. My phone is next to my bed. Right. And I do have it on mute, um, but it is one of those things. I do check it, cause especially if our kids are out or mm-hmm. they, they text us when they come home and all that. Uh, Bailey, good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for joining here. Hope you're doing well. Um, so number three, this is, this is, this is your middle name. <laughs> Appreciate the here and now. The moment, I I have I gotta thank you. I've talked to so many people about this recently. And I knew I knew this before, but with it being a centerpiece of your life, um, it you've it's rubbed off on me. It's helped me to focus on this and appreciate. Even when I was talking to my mom about this this morning. Uh, even when I go for a walk with Kirby, I'm not putting my headphones in. I tried it a couple times. I want to be present with him and just enjoy the day and not think of other things. It's a simple example, but. I love that point. It's blocked out here on my paper. That's why I'm looking over here on my other monitor. Appreciate the here and now. I mean, obviously, you could talk about three hours. We could talk about this for three hours easily, my friend. But listening to some of your podcasts, which if you guys have not checked out his podcast yet, you need to start doing that. It's amazing. Some of the interviews that you've been given, they're awesome. And I think you just did your mom and dad, too. So that is just going to be an amazing podcast to hear. But in general, more than anything, when I was listening to the one with Jen Martinez that you did, J-Mart, you mentioned the here and now, too, and how important it is. And when I was talking to my pastor yesterday about the interview that I did with him, we also talked about how important it is to stay in the here and now also. You know, so the here and now, basically, for me, is it keeps me in this peace of mind that I need to be in regards to a relaxed state. Mm. So when I start really diving into all the negative things that kind of happened to me in my past, I'm sad. When I think about, man, I should be this far in my life or I should have this much money or this is where I should be professionally, 
I'm so fear-struck in and anxiety-based that I'm like, you know what? If I bring everything right now to the here and now, I'm good. And I focus and I try to keep in the moment in regards to making sure that I check myself to do that. See, that's how you know you're healthy too. Mm. This is I also heard that too. If you know that you need to check yourself to be back in the here and now, then you're great. Then you are truly in the here and now. Wow. Yeah, it's this is really interesting right now. This whole dynamic is the fact that when we have Facebook Live going along with doing a podcast, I'm trying to like look here and trying to look at you. It's a completely different dynamic, but I really enjoy the feedback. I love how many people have joined us, honestly. I would imagine. Hi, Marie. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of these are former students that you've had, too. Am I correct on that? Yeah, Marie's a former coworker. Uh, Bailey is a former student. Paul, I grew up with. He's a little bit older than me. He was one of my baseball coaches when I was young. Um, Look at that. And he's still uh, chasing his dream, working as an umpire. Mm-hmm. Just doing a great job, and, and Nick and Chris are former students. Uh, yep. Brandon chimed in. He uh, He's a former student, too. You're a popular guy. You really are. Now, these people have, um, I think, invested so much in my life, and it's it's great to be able to give back yeah. um, that they've connected with me and, and put trust in me and helped me more than they'll ever know right. as far as trying to be a good person and, and do things the right way. So going back to what we are talking about with the here and now more than anything, it's that all these people here in the here and now, all of a sudden, we were like, at lunch, let's just come up with this, doing this Facebook Live, let's do the podcast live on Facebook, and look at the feedback right now. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. This is why being in the here and now is awesome, mm-hmm. because I don't need to worry about anything but spending time with you, just having a normal conversation, and then adding a different dynamic to what we've been doing consistently, yeah. you know? And it's going to lead to better things, in my opinion, right? It's going to get to in a zone, hopefully, that you retire quicker than you want to retire you know yeah and it's not because i hate my job i don't and, and we talked about this um you know those people that don't like their job instead of focusing sam crowley came up with this instead of focusing on how you hate your job so much why don't you just change that mindset and put it out as i like where i'm going right like the job i have now if it's somebody that has a job that they don't like man it's getting me to where i want to go i like where i'm going and right now this is what i'm doing i'm, I'm here now in this moment of this job Saving some money, paying off some debt, you know, laying that foundation to make that next move. And I like that. I like that thought process. It's awesome. Number four, realize that things aren't always as you perceive them to be. Holy cow! And that goes along with appreciating the here and now. That that person you envy because, and that's a powerful thing. So much with social media, you know, here we are, Facebook, right? Uh, hey, look who look who joined us. Len is on. What's going on, Miss LeBlanc? And Joe Lettner's here. Fantastic to see you guys. Um, so many times on Facebook, we see, um, oh, this is wonderful. Look at these pictures. Look where I'm at and all this. And then you start feeling down about yourself. I was just listening to podcasts about right. how, that, how powerful that is. Um, but realize that things aren't always as you perceive them to be. And I think a lot of times with me, when there's moments that I'm down or upset, angry, I got to understand, you know, this is just that moment. This too shall pass. It's great advice I got from my dad a long time ago. Or what am I going to do about it to get through it? Instead of it's not going to be like this forever. Right. You know, it's not. I'm not perceiving it correctly if I think uh, this is everything that's going on, and I can start making decisions based upon that angry feeling that I'm in the middle of, or that emotional distress, or whatever. Right. Things do change and kind of change fast, don't they? I absolutely 110% agree with that. And the fact that you know, I feel that in society, a lot of days when we talk about different people, and especially social media. It's a perception that people want you to see. Mm-hmm. In real life, if you can honestly see some of the ups and downs that people go, you'd be shocked 
And what was very interesting, and once again, I have to go back to the podcast that I did with my pastor yesterday, was the fact that when we got done, he said to me, he's like, Jeff, this is awesome. Like, you made me feel so warm. You made me feel so open that I can discuss anything. And what I told him, I'm like, you know what? You are a celebrity in my book. Everyone that comes on this podcast is a celebrity in my book. You are a celebrity in my book. And the fact of the matter is, is because sharing your story, no matter if it's positive or negative, is a difficult thing to do for a lot of people. Because it's when you put yourself out there, you fear judgment. You really do. And the fact is when you can let go of that judgment and just go ahead and be free from all that, nothing is going to hold you down. Mm. And for me, honestly, like when I read that and when I see that again, is that people want you to perceive a certain image of them all the time. And that's normal. I mean, I don't think anyone wants you to think you're a bad person or anything like that. But the fact is that when you perceive the image that you want to perceive and you're authentic with actually backing that up, that makes you an amazing person. And that's what it is. I truly feel that when people come on my show, and I've had you on, I don't know, half a dozen times now easily, right? Yeah. The fact is that when you share and you give me feedback, it's your true authentic self. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love coming back doing this with you in general because it's your authentic, it's your authentic, genuine self that people gravitate to. And the more authentic and genuine you are, the easier people are to believe what you are selling them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I heard this all the time, every single day. You're always selling something. Absolutely. Right? It doesn't matter if you're a teacher. It doesn't matter if you're a counselor. You're selling something. Yep. And that's what I think Jeremy Todd said that too. You're always trying to sell something. And when you understand that I want to sell something but I need to be authentic with myself, then it's going to open doors that you will never see that were there before. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, good. Jeremy Bamford, how you doing? Glad Jeremy you, Bamford. You know what? It's funny on my, just to digress here a little bit, on my Weebly, the digital portfolio yeah. sample that I have for, for my students. Right. I, I always tell the students, okay, put a put a good picture of you, you know, and your introduction. My picture with Jeremy Bamford at his graduation outside <laughs> is still the picture I have on my sample Weebly. And I always tell that's Jeremy Bamford. I always tell look people at that. look at that. I always tell people that's that's who that is. That's a very, <laughs> he makes me look good. Jeremy looked great that day. I was in my little suit and tie. But um, great points. Um, and look at the next part. The next one is number five. Get started, even though you might fail. Absolutely. That one got reemphasized again to me. The week before break, I had Mark Hackle come in. He's our county executive here in Macomb County. Um, and I asked him the one question at the end, what advice would he give to his 20-year-old self? I love that question, especially for those of us that are advanced in age a little bit. And he said um, he would tell himself not to fear, fear failure so much and not to doubt himself. Those, those two things is a combination. I'm just like, I mean, obviously I know that for sure. And I, I think about that for myself as well. But knowing it now, because, again, here and now is all I got, there are certain things I need to be doing now, I'm going to jump right in. And I heard another great podcast today coming home from my parents, um, this 5-4-3-2-1 method of, you know, if you're hemming and hawing, if you're trying to think about, do I do this, do I not do this, do I get up and, you know, go work out, or do I hit the snooze, 5-4-3-2-1. And then you get up Absolutely. and do what it is that you're trying to do. Right. And I just love that simple and the lady that was talking was like, isn't yeah. that simple? Yeah. And she went story after story after story. Yeah. It is. So, again, get started even though you might fail. I, I wish I knew that. And I think educators need to teach that to kids a lot better, a lot more. And that's one thing I've been trying to do over these last couple of years, but now even more so. So your thoughts on that? Failure is powerful. Failure is a 
I don't think anyone wants to go through failure. I was actually listening to a podcast that you and I did earlier, and I talked about you asked me a question which was unbelievable. I think we were oh, it was the last podcast that rolled out on Jason and Lauren Thompson. Mm-hmm. And in that particular podcast, you asked me, Jeff, if I had a magic wand and I gave it to you, would you use it? Would you take away all this pain and things mm-hmm. like that? And I said to you, I go, I don't think anyone in this world wants to sign up for pain. But it's the pain and the failure that you learn adversity. Yeah. And I am such a stronger person each and every day because of all the adversity that I face. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I failed professionally. I failed personally multiple times. And all I can do is be thankful for all those moments because it's led me right now doing a Facebook Live, having all these people join us right now, having us on a podcast just talking about these particular topics in this moment right now. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that adversity that you grow and that you become such a larger person than you were the day before. Mm-hmm. So it's that adversity that just keeps pushing you through to be a better person. But that's 100% accurate. I think anyone that you ask, anyone that is joined us right now, you ask them who they believe is the most successful person in the world, and I guarantee that they have a story to share on how they overcame some type of adversity. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A couple of students, former students, uh, D just joined in. Great to see you, D and Jamie. Former basketball player of mine, way Look back when. Great to see you guys on board. So I guess looking at that last one about um, not fearing failure, it's definitely one of those. And we got our. Ooh, that looks horrible. Ooh, I look bad. <laughs> Little motion detector issue. Um, how I wish I was their age and got that advice. Kind of knew about it, but it wasn't talked about as much as what we're finding now when people are sharing their stories. How powerful would it have been for you to get that earlier on? It would have been huge. And then I would have learned how to fail gracefully also. But the fact is that you can teach that all you want. But it's not until a person goes through it himself or herself that they truly understand that. And that's my honest-to-goodness belief because of the fact that uh, you can, like I said, the most successful people that you know in this world, they failed at something before Mm -hmm. But their failure was unique to their experience, right? right? So some people that fail, they stay in that failure Mm -hmm. because that's where they feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Other people use that failure and they grow from it. So for me, a lot of my personal and professional failures, I've grown from that. I've tried to. You know, I've always tried to take action, but it's a choice right there. That's that's the most important part about this. And this is why this article is really interesting and great. Yeah, awesome. If anybody's got questions, chime them in here. Or if you got comments and experiences, that'd be great. Uh, great to see here. Number six. This is it's could be one of, number one on my list. Getting organized. And I do have. I'm better at it at some points. In fact, I'm better at school than I am at home, as far as staying organized. Now, even here at school, sometimes I struggle with it. Um, but getting organized, and I think even today, with the chaos that we have around us keeping up with the social media, um, fitting more and more into our life and the time that we have. The same 24 hours a day that you know my great-grandparents had. But what we're trying to cram into those 24 hours, I think, is an issue. Absolutely. And even more so from now and in the future. So right. getting organized, you know, wasting time, you know, the resources that we have available. Right. I know i got a lot of work to do in that area. How about you? We're not going to be finished with that bell. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're, Let me an tell or, you, you're an organized person. I'm more extremely so. yes. organized. And the reason why I'm extremely organized, it comes from my dad. My dad was an engineer. So if you have ever known an engineer very personally in your life, they are probably the most organized people that exist out there in the world. But let me go back to this particular um, topic. The fact is, 
the number one class, and I'm dropping some education, which is probably kind of interesting, and I just it's because of the field that I'm in right now, which is school counseling, is the fact that the biggest indicator for high school success is passing Algebra 1. Really? 100%. If you are able to pass Algebra 1, you have a 90% success rate of actually graduating with a high school diploma. And here's why Algebra 1 is so important. So kudos to Matt Coffey, kudos to Julie Rhoda, kudos to... Uh, Jessica Chauvin, kudos to any Jimmy Ream, anyone that has taught Algebra 1 before. The fact is Algebra 1 is organized in such a manner that if you stay organized, you will be successful in that class. Mm. So if you do well in Algebra 1, it's a kind of a byproduct of your organization as a person in general, too. Wow. So that is critical. And that's why it's very important. And that's why Algebra 1 is that most important subject because of the fact that it's you got to be organized to be passing that class. So if you're not organized, you're going to struggle in Algebra 1. I love that. Looking back in high school, I passed Algebra 1. Absolutely. And I got a high school diploma, <laughs> uh, which is amazing. Um, but I tell you, that's a very interesting stat. And I think you know there's a lot to be said for that, that you know, mm-hmm. even if our algebra teachers would share that, you know, the kids right. could be like, "Hey, I am get, I am doing better. I'm not as right. bad as I think I you know as I think I am." Number seven, start a collection of the things that truly resonate with you. I'm a big collector. I'm starting to get rid of some of them, obviously, from when I was a little kid, like my baseball cards and stuff like that. Uh, still enjoy it, but I definitely enjoy other things. Um, for me, one example would be a golf ball collection of every course that I have played, and I have. Um, a large number of them in my office in my basement and uh, I was just at my parents my dad was getting rid of an extra uh, they get mounted on the wall and you can put your golf balls in there there's a rows and, and columns of them because um, I have others so every time I go out and play golf someplace at a new course I always buy a logo ball you know spend a couple bucks but to me that I kind of remember where I was because I do enjoy golf a lot um, so a collection of stuff that means something to you not frivolous stuff not Oh, I got 85 pairs of shoes, you know. I think I got five pairs of shoes, you know. That, that wouldn't mean much to me. So collecting things, I've been in your basement. <laughs> I've seen a few of your collections. Does that resonate with you as far as holding on to collecting things? Memories, friendships, I think, would be obviously one for me too, but mm. physical items too. What are a couple of thoughts of that? It really depends on where I am in life right mm-hmm. now. Ooh. I mean, if I'm younger, I'm collecting baseball cards, I'm collecting comic books, I'm doing all the materialistic type of things, honestly. I mean, even in my adulthood, I like to collect shoes. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I like certain tennis shoes out there that exist. But right now, I if I think about this in the current moment, I'm a collector right now of good books. Ooh. Meaning that yes. like, if you give me a good book to read, I'm going to read that book. I'm going to find some time to read that book so mm-hmm. that I can add that to my collection because I feel like if I find a good book and I get something for that book, I want to pass that book along to the next person so they benefit from that too. So it's awesome. The next book I have to read that you recommended was John O'Leary's On Fire. Oh. So that book, I think I'm going to pick up, read, and if I like it, pass that book along to somebody. So it's, it's a collection of self-help books mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can use that as a gift. You can learn use that as a lesson. But more than anything, just make sure that I collect them and I just keep passing that along to different people. That's awesome. Yeah, the books definitely would be another one for me too, and I love the resonating thought of uh, passing them on. That's cool. Yep. Almost done. Number eight, do something that reminds you who you are. Do something that reminds yourself of who you are. That would definitely be um, you know the exercising part, uh, going on walks. I was telling them before, going on walks with my dog Kirby. 
love getting outside, love doing some stuff, love coaching some basketball. Um, and, you know, there's certain things I do remind myself of, of things that, um, of who I am. I really like that. How about you? Well, if I'm doing something right now to remind myself of who I am every single day, it has to definitely be dealing with the podcast. When I bring different guests on, I kind of share with them how far they've got. And to be quite honest with you, a lot of them have listened to my podcast before. Mm -hmm. So I am constantly reminding myself of how far I've come on this journey. So how far I've come along of sharing my story. So I feel that that's extremely powerful in the fact that it reminds me to never forget where I came from. Mm -hmm. It reminds me to never forget how far I've come. It reminds me that, listen, I'm a good person. And no matter how many times I made a mistake in life, I've come so far that no one can take that back. Mm -hmm. So that helps me. That's how I remind myself every day. Honestly, just sticking around doing these podcast things in regards to making sure that people know that your past, you say this all the time, is your best mentor. So what I try to do is I learn from my mistakes and try to make better decisions going forward. Yeah, part of the the paragraph underneath this, um, they're talking about, you know, with your favorite 80s music blaring at top volume. Jeff uh, was here. We're here at school, and uh, he, he popped in here real quick. And I did have my '80s music on before. <laughs> is that that is a lot of who I am. Number nine, say no. Okay, a lot of times people have trouble saying no. Sometimes I do. I'm getting better at it for sure. Um, I need to say no for the right things, uh, things that aren't important, don't add value, cause harm, you know, get in the way of other things. We're talking about it at lunch. You know, there's certain things that I just cannot take the time to jump into that pool and start um, discussing things with people that, you know, whether it be politics or whatever, that, yeah, to some people they're important, but to me, I just cannot get distracted with that because um, I start getting headaches, I start getting filled up, you know, filled up with uh, this intense, like, anger or something, and and then I realize, dude, you can't do anything about it. So saying no to certain things, I think, is a powerful thing, especially in the world of all the distractions that we have. This is my probably my biggest weakness, I'll be honest with you, is saying no. And the reason why I don't ever want to say no is because of my giving personality. Mm. And I try to always make everyone a priority. And, but that's what it always reminds me of is that where are your priorities in life? You know, what do you prioritize? So when you prioritize certain things, those priorities you need to say yes to all the time. Mm. But those other things, you can say no. So where are your priorities lies? Is it work? Is it family? Is it your significant other? Is it your dog? Whatever it may be. Where are your priorities in life? Is it your higher power, honestly? Mm -hmm. The fact is that if you know your priorities and you stay to your priorities, saying no becomes a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But for me, Mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes because I want to make sure I give every one of my priorities equal share. And that's not healthy. That really isn't. Because there should be one particular driving force that's going to move you going forward. And if you can honestly try to balance all that, you're going to be a lot more peace. So that's the one thing that I know that I'm trying to grow from is constantly learning to say no or get better at that. That is my biggest weakness right now. I have to say that. I, I say yes to almost everything. Wow. Yeah, we were just talking about this at lunch, too, about the uh, this whole premise of directing uh, you know, our, our efforts and energies into things that are worthwhile. Yep. So Josh joined us. Hey, Jill is on. Great to see you, Jill. Thank you. It is. And you know what? Jill is definitely one that I need to have on on, uh, this podcast Um, just from the standpoint of having her act together, uh, working very hard, raising a family. Just there's a lot of goal-oriented things that Jill is all about. Um, And so many of my other students, I mean, all these people that are chiming in here, 
um, they kind of fit into that mold. They were, they were great when I had them, and I see them obviously on Facebook doing great things. And it's, it's, really, it's really cool. It's really humbling, too. I didn't have much to do with that. I, it was a little piece of it. They were a bigger piece of my life than I would say, um, you know, the other way around maybe. But You had everything to do with that. I mean, you got over, what, 2,500 friends on Facebook? You're one of the most popular guys out there. Yeah, I'm not paying them. I know that. But, uh, <laughs> is, they, they've had such a great influence on me. So, Jill, thanks, thanks so much for popping in there. Awesome. Good to see you. Uh, number 10, we're finally here to the last one. Stick to realistic goals. This mm-hmm. is definitely something um, about re- – I'm looking outside the window and it's flipping snowing again. This is just fantastic. April 4th. It's okay. Smiling away at my troubles here. Anyway, stick to realistic goals. Um, a good buddy of mine, Stan Targos, who graduated from my high school a few years after I did, he talked to my students in the years past about having these BHAGs, B-H-A-G, Big, Hairy, Audacious Goals. Wow. Stick to realistic goals. And sometimes people would view that as, ah, oh, I can't do that. Oh, that's too big of a goal. I'd say, you know, have the realistic ones that, you know, you can achieve and you know we have to achieve and go after. And, yeah, they're going to take some work. But have those big ones, too. And that's what I think I need to, you know, get back to realizing how I can pull some of the stuff off that I want to do. You know, i got to get to these small ones, but I should have a few of BHAGs out there, those big, hairy, audacious goals. So this one I, I agree to. Stick to realistic goals, but I wouldn't have uh, more after it saying only or don't do anything else because I think you got to have those ones that man, it's going to stretch you. You got to grow to get there. Um, but that one's kind of a great, good one to, to end on. What are your thoughts? So I'm going to ask you real quick before I jump on my feedback what is a long term goal that you have that is kind of realistic? Uh, definitely would be, you know, retiring. Obviously, I know I'm going to retire at some point, but it, it definitely. I definitely want to retire probably sooner than I, I thought I wanted to because of I want to have, whether it's my own business, my own um, speaking, you know, um, gigs, whatever you want to call it, uh, my own radio show, you know, some, some of these things, uh, book love tour, it. some of it. these things that um, uh, I want to do, you know, basketball coaching clinics, something about, you know, all these things that I have. And some people would say, ah, oh, John, zero it in on the one thing. I get that. But, man, those things are the things that light me on fire. Um, so definitely, you know, i got a few BHAGs, I guess. So when we do a podcast five years from now, you will have those goals. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you why you'll have some of those goals. It's the fact that what we're doing right now is a step-by-step short-term goal that will add much to a larger goal. So that's how I look at goals that are realistic, is that you got to have long-term goals. But – in the meantime, when you have long-term goals, you got to have short-term goals that will help you achieve that long-term goal. So one of my goals, and I told you this and I shared this with you almost every single time that we meet, is that hopefully one day I can become a husband again. Hopefully one day I can become a father, become a father in general to some children. And the fact of the matter is that what am I doing towards those goals? Well, I'm trying to improve myself every single day. That's what I try to do. I try to put one step forward doing that every single day. And it's a lot easier said than done. And the fact is that if I live in the current moment, if I try to work towards that, then those things hopefully would be given to me or, you know, I've achieved those particular things. But that's a long-term goal of mine. You know, professionally, I would love to be retired with you too, buddy. Okay, I know you got a little bit of age on me here, but the fact is that this is why we're doing this, right? Absolutely. We have a lot of content that is worth sharing, and that's why the leadership class kind of exists now. It's the fact that you bring in good people that have good life stories that overcome adversity that 
needs to be shared in general. And it's it's that story that drives everything in life. It really is. And look at I mean I'm just huge. It's just the amount of people that just came in doing this is is a completely different dynamic, which I think is going to open up more doors for you. Yeah, Marissa, good to see you. Thanks for thanks for stopping Marissa's in. Here. Yeah. And and Marissa and Jill, thank you. You know, you're saying I had a lot to do with those kids, but um, you uh, and and Marissa, all these all these kids, they're not kids anymore, that have, that have stopped in here. Former students. Former students. Um, are part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like you guys, Marissa, I remember us having conversations about things that were going on. Um, you're the reason why, along with others, that I want to become better. Um, like Jeff said, you know, trying to get better every day. That, and you said it before another one. That's a full-time gig. Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, absolutely. Talk right. about my full-time job of teaching and coaching basketball and being a husband and being a father. Trying to make John Daly better is a full-time gig. And <laughs> I certainly cannot go out there trying to make a whole bunch of other people better when I'm not doing it to myself. But you guys have inspired me to the re- to the point of you've invested in me, and it's one of those things that um, you fired me up, you connected with me somehow, each and every one of you. Uh, Danielle, good to see you. Wow. Um, it's one of those things that you guys have invested in me, connected with me in some way that um, I need to keep staying fired up, and it's not that difficult, really. I, I enjoy getting up every morning uh, before my alarm a lot of days, and uh, so thank you very much, you guys, for chiming in and being a part of my life, very special part. So you, you've made a big impact on me. You did awesome today, buddy. All right, man. This list is a good list, isn't it? It's an unbelievable list. This is uh, like another great it. podcast I think we just did. Like I think stuff. the feedback that we've gotten from some of the comments that are doing this Facebook Live I think is pretty impactful, in my opinion. Um, I think we're going to have to do this again. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I hope you guys like this. I hope it's just, a, you know, you can, ch- you can chime in. You can come back later and leave comments. It's one of those things that I, it helps me, too. I mean, this is this is a lot of fun. And the more I do this, uh, I think the better off I, I become, which is cool, which is part of what I need to do. Okay? Love you guys. All right. Thanks for the thumbs up. Okay? Hopefully everything's going well with your life. And we'll talk again soon. Okay? Take care. Chime in some thoughts even after we're done. Okay? Thanks, Jill. Hey, Brianna, good to see you. Sorry, we're, we're just signing off now, but that's okay. Uh, go back and watch this video uh, afterwards and, um, and let us know what you think, okay? We'll see you guys soon. Take care.